Hello and welcome to the Grassroots Gardening Podcast with your host Matt and Mike, where we talk about what it's like to own and operate a gardening business inside of the UK. We talk about gardening, we talk about business, we talk about tools. Make sure you stay tuned. Hello, welcome back to the talk about winter work and I'm going to tell a little story about my first winter going full-time. Now, if you're a full-time gardener, I'm sure you'll remember your first winter going full-time. It's um, got potential for high-level poverty as, you, as your first winter is a uh, full-time. It did for me anyway. Anyway, <clears throat> so gardening, predominantly for most people, is seasonal. Now, it depends how you set your business up. There's a lot of people that do larger estates and they'll work on and they'll have work all year round if they're not doing uh, usual kind of gardening like putting up fencing or just general kind of jobs that they haven't really had time for in peak they might start to pick those up in winter but for the majority of people that have lawn rounds and do regular maintenance it really does drop off a cliff because that round that you've been doing since March that's had eight, you know, 17, 18 cuts on a fortnightly basis or maybe 30 on a weekly basis, a lot of those customers, you might show them the hedge, but then they'll disappear until March. And it really does bring a whole new kind of perspective to, to your business. Now, if you've been established a while and you've got a lot of customers, it's usually not really a problem after a little, part, a little while, but when you're in the early days, it can be a bit of a struggle because your name's not out there as much as, as much as it is when you're more established. You've not had the financial security that you've had with a business that's been running for a number of years. In terms of you're probably still upgrading your tools and you, you know, you're probably still making costly mistakes as well in the first couple of years and you know underpricing jobs things aren't quite as efficient as they are after a couple of years so it can be yeah it can be a little bit tough anyway it's not all doom and gloom we you know if you can survive it which you need to you know it does make you stronger each after each year because you are spreading your wings a little you need to spread your wings a little bit further and you need to like get back to basics and start advertising for cleanups, hedge work, just anything that's within your kind of arsenal of ability. If you can do fencing, start then dial up on that if you want to. And then, of course, there's the winter style work, which is you know putting Christmas lights. Some people do. You can move on to gutter cleaning, pressure washing. There's a few bits and pieces you can do however i find and i found in the first uh, couple of years that Jan- uh, november was fine october was october was great it was busy september was great it was busy because you're still cutting hedges you're still cutting grass and you're also cutting hedges and you're doing the final cleanups of the year for people that you've been uh, working with you know maybe periodically through the year they wanted to get in there early, so they reserved your slot. So that's great. November's fine because you've got a bit, of, probably a bit of a backlog from October when you're still cutting grass. And last year we were still cutting grass in the first 
week, I think. I think it was just, just into the first week of November. So that added an extra few grand on to the monthly takings. And then there's those jobs that you've been putting off all year for your regulars that you you've now can find yourself you can find time for, you know, cutting that tree down and you know, so re-securing that fence, sticking up that trellis that they always wanted. Those silly things you you can find yourself you can find you find time in November and December. And you know what I try and do is I try and work backwards from Christmas. So I work out what day I'm going to finish, and then those people that I know that just they're not bothered when I do it. They're not bothered when I do the you know when I cut the hedge or whatever. So I'll book them in. Student houses quite often. I'll book them in for near Christmas. So See, that's I'll, a really good idea. Work backwards. Work backwards. Yeah. So, but that's my deadline. <laughs> Obviously, Christmas is my deadline. So I yeah I always try and plug in all the stuff that I can right at the end because I know for a fact that I'll be able to fill November probably quite easily but I'm going to struggle more in December there's no point in turning away leads in November to then have famine in December when you can push all that stuff off if you want I mean that's not like I haven't come up with it I'm not going to start writing a book about it there's loads of people do that but that's kind of what I've done and it's worked really well for me and already this year I'm booked up from the 12th of December to the 23rd of December. That's already booked. So I now just need to book the first couple of weeks of December and then November will be fine. And it'll be fine, just like it was last year. Last year was absolutely, you know, loved it. Great Christmas. Ho, 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 and all that. But the January, January was shocking. Shocking. <laughs> I can't even tell you how bad it was. Every year, for me, January is terrible. Now, I do have a couple of things in the line, in the pipeline this year, which I'm redoing a gravel path around a large house. And it it's, this is two weeks worth of work. Several tons of gravel. It's, um, sorry, several lorry loads worth of gravel, not tons. Sorry, several lorry, the, it is a huge, yes. yeah. yeah, that's bigger than several tons, yeah. Huge job, huge, huge job. And the guy knows it. And he wanted me to do it. And I was like, yeah, January sounds good to me. So that'll probably be fine. However, my phone didn't ring for three weeks last January. Now, it rings quite a lot. I like to think I'm quite good at advertising and marketing. And I like to think I'm a nice guy that my customers would recommend. But, you know, <laughs> maybe not. Um, but <laughs> my phone my phone does ring. You know, like a lot. When people say I'm like my phone's ringing off the hook, it's off the hook. I'm not. It's not off the hook. I'm talking one or two things maybe a day, but it's if you're going to book uh, the right kind of inquiries, I get loads of diesel parrots and all kind of random, <laughs> random conversations, but uh, irrelevant stuff that's local grass cutting or general property cleanup and stuff like that. The right stuff, the stuff you want to come through, and. <laughs> From the 1st of January to, yeah, like the 20th, 21st, yeah, didn't ring. Nothing. Nothing. Now, I had a few Facebook inquiries because, like, I just, like, I've been tagged in a few things, you know, so I want a gardener to chop down my conifer and, you know, I, I made momentum in the business and I made, I contacted a few people, oh, that mulch job, all that. You know, 
was like, did your auntie still want some work doing? I found myself with a little gap, gap in the dark. So <laughs> I, I filled it. But it didn't come to me. It no. was not. It no, was no not. Looking. No, it was, I had to be entrepreneurial. And a lot, and this isn't new, Nick. Everybody, I don't think everybody yeah. does this, but yeah, I'm just being totally honest. Yeah, like my phone probably rang four times all month. Picked up a little bit towards the end because it's a nice weather, but yeah, that was a little bit. I'd kind of just forgotten what it was like to get a customer calling because obviously <laughs> they didn't call Christmas week either. So no. it's four weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, didn't, I didn't get an inquiry between Christmas and New Year because that's weird. Unless I got like, again, an email or two from people that knew me that were sat at home looking at the the straggly privet over the dumplings. But they're, yeah, nothing from fresh from from fresh eyes. So yeah, four weeks. I'd kind of forgotten what it was like to get a, get an inquiry. I think when it rang, I was like, "I've got a business." Do I? Put <laughs> grass. Um, yeah. So it's um, it it can be quite long. So December, especially January after Christmas, whew, the tap gets turned off, and then February wasn't too bad. To be fair, February wasn't too bad. Early early on in February was similar to January end back into January. Not a lot going on. A few fresh inquiries, but nothing crazy. And then by the end of February, it was like manic. It was really, really busy. So yeah, that was my that's my version of the calendar. December's fine because you can sort it yourself. January, you need to sort it yourself. There's no option. Early Feb, it's not too bad. And then oh, you're running away with it again until the following November. But if you need the money, January is not a good time. No, because you still got all your business overheads, and you still got all your all your expenses. And you know, I kept Tom on all year round. He's a, he's not a seasonal gardener; he's a year round gardener. I mean, he's not full time. In during winter, he drops down to I think he dropped down to three days a week in January, February. But obviously, he had holidays to use, didn't he? So. He was there with his full time, full time hours, and um, yeah, I was picking up pistachio nuts off the street trying to make a living. <laughs> and, but no, it's fine. It was fine. It's fine. But it is. It you, you do need to plan for these things, and if you don't plan for them, they can really bite you in the. Um, and it's. Um, I think realistically, it's about understanding the gardening season, and it's about working out from peak times so you march till november end of november which is nine months working out how much you need to earn in those nine months to see you through the 12 months just takes the pressure off because i now see winter as profit retention months rather than slow months and what i mean by that is i'll go into let's say this is hypothetical completely hypothetical let's say i go into the end of december with 10 grand in the bank now i'll need what two grand a month to run the business without paying me so that's six grand gone right and then of course i need to live so let's take whatever else off a couple of grand off so that's what 12 grand so I need to earn two grand to make up for that difference. Yeah. 
Now, of course, in three months, I'm going to earn more than two grand because I'm not daft and I don't want to starve. But if I can earn four grand a month, I've earned 12 grand, which means that that bundle of cash that I was sitting on near the end of November, hopefully I've not spent it all at Soltex, but <laughs> the, yeah, with that 12 grand, if I can retain that for March, that's a huge investment buffer. Or it's man, whatever, whatever, whatever your plans are. But yeah, that's what I see it as. So if I can, if I can go into winter only losing two thousand, I'm gonna say lose it. I'm still getting a wage. I'm still paying on bills. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's all about profit retention. Those months, and that's how I'm seeing it more than anything. No, it's a good way to see it. To be fair, you're going with a plan, don't you? Yeah, you're going with a plan that it's gonna be okay. We're not talking about famine, but I worked really hard in the summer. And work six days a week. I didn't do it just to put my feet up in January. You know, you take a holiday, enjoy Christmas again, ho ho ho. But yeah, yeah, that's that. That's what I'm aiming for. The the winter doesn't destroy my summer profit. And then, you know, profit's a wonderful thing, isn't it? You know, that's why we got in, that's why we got in business. That's why we got into business. Apart from the lifestyle and all that kind of stuff, it's. Hopefully your your earnings can be surpass you <clears throat> what the employer can give you. That's kind of the theory. But <clears throat> yes, it's all about understanding that. And to do that, you need to work out how many days you work. And you know, for us, it's like two two hundred and thirty days. How much your business costs are annualized. So if I work two hundred and thirty days, my business costs are forty four pound fifty per day without without employee. So that's what it cost me. So my business cost of forty-four pound times two hundred and thirty for an annualized figure. So then I can start to work out what I need to charge. And if you're working out that way, and you're not worried about like hitting the monthly nut each April, you know, at the end yeah. of April, let's say, you're more worried about are you on track for the two hundred and thirty working days? And then anything else on top of that does you does what we just talked about in terms of that's profit retention. That makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely makes sense. It's a really <laughs> sensible way. You get in your own head sometimes, but yeah, I think yeah, that's kind of how I how I think about it. How many working days? This is what my business costs are. This is what I need to earn, and then worry about it across the nine months rather than the twelve months, and then the three months can hopefully be. Fun way, yeah. Start to diversify, and um, yeah, <clears throat> so yeah, my um, <clears throat> so you're part time, so I'm part time. Yeah. This is coming into my first winter, um, so for me, this winter really is just an experiment because I'm not obviously I'm getting a full wage from my yeah. employer, um, so I'm not reliant on anything. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of downtime. Um, just I've been working six days a week this year, plus evenings. It's fair. Yeah. Um, but it's just an experiment. You've got, remember, really. you've got to remember the light as well. You, you, there's only six hours of light. Yes. Some yeah. days. It's pointless to invest a full day's worth of effort in a six hour day when you can do it in a nine hour day in summer. Yeah. 
because you still got all the same operational costs of setting up and breaking down and stuff like that as well. So, yeah. especially when you're part time, you don't need it. It's worth it. Yeah. I took a big break in January first year when I was part time. Yeah. So <clears> yeah, <throat> for me, it's it's really an experiment. It's an experiment into sort of marketing and that side of it, and getting all that set up for the next year. Um, especially when it goes, cause I'm expecting it to go quiet because I don't have the the customer base you do, um, or a more well established gardener does. Um, so I'm I am expecting it to go a little bit quiet, but it's just seeing what winter <laughs> is like in my area. Um, because obviously I've got a, a few bigger clients with bigger houses that are going to need keeping on top of during the winter and other bits and pieces, fencing and stuff like that doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just really seeing how it goes so that when it rolls around next year and I'm more into the business, I've got an idea of what it's like. Yeah. Um, so it really is, I keep going back to it, it's just for me it's like an experiment this year. And just have a play around a bit, have a, a little bit of time off and and just really see how it see how it goes. Because obviously I've like planned on my uh, regular maintenance customers. I've planned. I've got a few bits and pieces. Um, I've got a hedge removal and and little bits mm-hmm. that I've yeah. sort of saved up um, and prioritised to do in winter. But that's yeah, that's my winter plan is just have a bit of a play really yeah i think um i think i think i'd probably like to get to the point where i could just take the majority of january off and uh you know i think i'd really like to kind of yeah get to that point and to be honest i think i could if i really tried and you know maybe did an extra little bit during summer and here there and everywhere and just like yeah, really looked at my expenses. I probably could. I'm not that passionate about it just yet, but I think it's more of a work towards two years, maybe. And then I guess there's a question of what do I do with Tom and then impacting his... I'm basically dictating to him that he needs to take January off, which... Yeah. Which, you know, I'm sure he'd be fine with, but equally, I'm, I'm sure he'd like to get a tan at some point. And... You know, it's it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah. less fun having holiday in January, isn't it? Than yeah, than in, than in summer. You know, it's that's there's no that's no secret. So, in terms of <clears throat> the winter work, obviously, there's there's quite a lot of different stuff that you can that you can do during the winter, and I'm not gonna not gonna go into all of them, but I don't really have a a go-to winter product to sell as in like pressure washing or gutter cleaning or anything like that i just do property like cleanups and stuff do you mean you don't do snow plowing well (laughs) as fun as that sounds no and you know like um you know loads of people do like gritting and stuff like that and i don't know i just I'd like a winter product to sell, but equally it's a big investment. And mm-hmm. I kind of think if I can survive without it, I like to run a really lean operation. You know, I don't like to have 
loads of unnecessary bits of equipment that only pops out the pops out the lockup once a year. I'd like to kind of think the majority of stuff will carry me through and I'll be able to use them for multiple different uses throughout the year. And or at least they they stay relevant for longer. Uh, for <clears throat> for like many, many many months of the year. But yeah, I, I don't know. So I'd be interesting to see yeah, I've been. I'm going to talk some more people through the industry and just see what the see what the general kind of consensus is. Because what, what I don't want to do is, is I don't keep talking about pressure washing on the show. And it's, that's not intentional. But what I don't want to do is like I hate it. If I hate it like summer. Someone go, oh, pressure washer doing, and I go, I only do that in January. Like I'd, I'd have yeah. to do it, wouldn't I? And I don't know if I want. If I want to do it during the summer, like I want to pretend. Pretend that it's disappeared. I think. But... So yeah, to I guess to um, kind of wrap up, wrap up winter work. Um, I'll kind of summarise the episode. January's dead. Work out how much you need to earn across nine months. Have a winter plan, and use it as profit retention. And that's uh, that's the word from me. Who's been through a couple of seasons, a couple of bits, and the hardest, because season one. A winter one is a lot harder than winter five, guaranteed. I mean, look at this year. I've already got a plan for January. Yeah. Yeah, and that's come from having a large network of customers. And I'm not unique in that. Everyone that does a good job for the for their customers will be will be in that boat. And yeah, <clears throat> so yeah, winter. It's. Uh, not particularly a nice time, but it can be if you plan. Yeah, I guess that's kind Planning of is key. Yeah. yeah. So thank you again for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. See you later. Bye.